A lot of great things coming to Rock Hill. It really was the people of Rock Hill. How many things does Rock Hill have going on? And you get to be a part of that. Now it's like, wow, I wanna be there. I wanna live there. I wanna go there. It is extraordinary. The changes that have happened and what I really believe is just the next really great city in South Carolina. Hello and welcome to Rock Hill CityCast. My name is Matthew Cray. To my right, Ashley Studebaker, co-host. We aim to keep you informed on all things going on inside the city of Rock Hill. And we have a big time guest in the house today, Rock Hill School <laughs> su Superintendent. And go ahead and pronounce your name for me so I don't mess it up. Tommy. And your last name? <laughs> I'm kidding. Schmalzy. Yeah. <laughs> Schmalzy. Yeah. yeah. Okay. People people say small Z, like Schmalzy. a little Z, and that that's acceptable. Yeah. We'll take that. That would have been my guess, so yeah. I feel a little bit better, but... Uh, better to have you say it than me. Yeah, appreciate Be that. Before yeah. we get into questions about the school district, we want to get to know you. So go ahead and tell us where you grew up, where you went mm -hmm. to school, and how you ended up here in Rock Hill. Yeah, great. Um, as you can tell with my accent, it's deep Mississippi. Or, okay. No, it's really Wisconsin. <laughs> uh, I'm Midwest through and through, a big Green Bay Packer fan. Oh, yeah, I don't, don't hold. Yeah, for sure. Cheese on everything is the best. Um, I, I moved to North Augusta, South Carolina when I was 15 years old and a great eye opener for me, whole new culture, whole new world. Uh, I thought I was moving to the beach because when you hear South Carolina from Wisconsin, you're thinking Myrtle Beach, you're thinking Hilton Head and those things. So, uh, you know, it was Aiken County, which is probably the furthest place away from the beach maybe. But uh, I went to Clemson University, um, majored in education and came to a place called Rock Hill, South Carolina. It's an early recruit in, in 1993 and didn't know a soul here, didn't know anybody in Rock Hill. Um, but they, they sat down with us, talked to us, about, talked to us about the community and what it had to offer, fell in love with it. And a guy named Dr. Gentry took a chance on me. He was a superintendent of schools here and uh, said, we want you to, to teach at uh, Northwestern High School. So that's where I cut my teeth in education. Um, was a teacher for a couple of years, went across the river to Fort Mill to be an administrator at a middle school, then went over to Clover to be a principal there, and then back to Fort Mill, the district office, and then here I'm back home in awesome. Rock Hill. A little yeah. bit everywhere. No, uh, no pop and bubblers down here. <laughs> wow. Uh, yeah, so I had a uh, wow. good friend That's of mine impressive. From, Wis from Wisconsin. So I'm over here like, that. what? Yeah, so a bubbler's a water fountain. Yes. And pop soda, of course. Oh yes. Um, so Matthew, I, Matthew Gold Star. <laughs> I need to write that gold. That's impressive. So That's I, impressive. I want to know when you were 15, 16, oh. the, how it felt when you heard a Southerner refer to General Soda as Coke. Coke. Um, <laughs> there, there was a couple of interesting conversations with that. There's just colloquialisms everywhere, yeah, like bubbler. Yeah. If you, yep. you know, if you, if you're from Rock Hill and you go visit Waukesha, Wisconsin, and you hear bubbler for the first time, you're like, what the heck is that? <laughs> Same thing. Uh, the, the, the biggest one for me, uh, the true story is my second day in South Carolina, I tried out for the basketball team. And the, the, the coach had the, the basket open with the balls, and we were just shooting around before practice and, uh, mm. or for tryouts. And the coach walks in and says, all right, put the balls up. And I literally put both hands on the ball and put it over my head. And I'm standing there at midcourt with the ball over my head. <laughs> all the other players are walking by me with that look like, what is this guy doing? Coach is looking at me like, have you lost your mind? And I'm looking at them thinking, how disrespectful. The coach just said, put the balls up. 
and no one's doing <laughs> that's it. That's hilarious. Yeah. And then I realized that put it up means put it away. And yeah. then they cut uh, you. Yeah. No, I'm kidding. Yeah, I'm exactly. Kidding. Yeah, I had no chance after that. <laughs> oh my gosh. See, pop, I'm from Ohio, so pop mm. is normal. I'm yep. now, I think I've actually switched to soda officially, but I was very thrown off. Like people would look at me, what do you mean pop? And I'm yeah. like, oh, yeah, just forget it. And that's what, you know, it's interesting that you start with that as far as, you know, who I am. I think it's so interesting what our community looks like now. If you looked at us 20 years ago or 29 years ago when I came here, uh, it's it's a different place and you have different, yeah, it's so much more diversity. Um, I talked with a guy from Ethiopia in, in the lobby oh, this wow. morning, you know, things like that wow, where, yeah. you know, we're growing as far as our arms reaching out in, in, in the world and bringing people back here to Rock Hill, which makes us special, I think. All right. Well, we're going to dive a little bit more into those colloquialisms. We're going to put you on the clock for a minute. We've got some fun questions. All and right. We'll get into the school district questions. Sure. Are you ready? Let's go. Favorite fast food restaurant? Mm, I would say Wendy's. Last thing you watched on TV? Uh, strange things. In the cupboard, cups upside down or right side up? Definitely upside down. Are you a hat guy, a visor guy, or a no hat kind of guy? With no hair, uh, I need a hat, so can't be a visor. Okay. Favorite thing to do after a long day at work? Mm, hot shower and maybe guitar or piano. One random bill paid per month or one random meeting canceled per month? Oh, give me a meeting cancellation. <laughs> okay. uh, what did you want to be when you were growing up? Uh, probably a baseball player, major league. You can only have one type of sandwich for the rest of your life. What are you choosing? Oh, my word. Wow, these um, are new. Yeah, I, I'm thinking like an Italian club. All right, waffle fries, curly fries, or regular fries? Waffle. Give me the waffle. All right, and tell us an embarrassing moment or story from your childhood. Uh, I was the kid who wore a headgear uh, for my braces. It was okay. a thing that wrapped around the back of your head, and I wore it to school because I played sports. I couldn't wear it during sports. You had to wear it X number of hours a day, and I couldn't sleep with it because of how it was. And a girl walked by me, and her sweater got caught on the side of it and pulled, <laughs> pulled me down the hall. And I remember... All the kids just staring and laughing at me, and yeah, that that's you were quick to answer that one. <laughs> I was like, "What?" Well, most people are like, "Hmm, I can't well, remember." Matthew, I appreciate that. That was years of therapy that just came out right there. <laughs> uh, we'll have to go back and revisit. I'll contact Doctor Doctor Turner for oh some help with mental health for me. Well, you passed the smell test. That was okay. fun. We like to do that, that with all hilarious. our guests yeah. uh, to get to know them and ask them the questions they've uh, they've never thought about. Uh, but you're now the superintendent of the Rock Hill School District. And you've talked a little bit about your journey. Walk us through the specific story of you becoming the superintendent when you first heard about it to becoming what you are now. Yeah, I think timing is everything. Um, I actually applied for this post uh, a couple of years ago, years prior, and was not selected. I was a finalist and um, Dr. Pugh got the position. And I look back and it's, it's interesting because um, a couple more years at the district level, kind of sharpened my tool belt a little bit more. Um, and so when this became open again, um, I obviously jumped at it. I, I, I've, I've lived here. I've lived here for 29 years. I haven't moved. I've, you know, I've been, been a Rock Hillian for that long. And um, I want to work with the kids that are in my neighborhood. I want to be part of that, that um, system. When you look back at the people who have shaped your lives, it's usually a teacher. It's usually a coach or a teacher. And uh, to lead a group of teachers that put it in every day with their hearts 
um, it really resonated with me. And I felt that during the interview. I felt that as I sat down with the board, the board was looking for a relational leader, uh, someone who's focused on culture, someone who's focused on um, what it re- really means to be uh, a champion for public education. And, and that's in me. That's, it's innate. It's always how I've been. Um, so I, you know, prepared. It's so funny. You prepare for interviews and you, you know, I've, I've interviewed for a couple of different posts around the state. And for this interview, I, I didn't prepare. And I know, <laughs> I know it sounds crazy, but, um, I just wanted them to see who I was, not come up with some answers of what they were looking for, guessing that it was just, um, here's what I bring to the table and this is my strengths and these are my weaknesses. And if, if I'm the guy for the job, great. If not, Hey, great, because you found someone better and our kids deserve that. So, uh, that's kind of how I felt stepping into this. You mentioned in our speed round of questions that you'd rather have a meeting canceled than a (laughs) random bill paid. So you're a busy guy. Can you let us know what all your job entails? Mm, Still trying to figure that one out. (laughs) It's so funny. Uh, you, you talk about, hey, school superintendent, I, and I use this line, um, I'm a good intendant. I'm not super yet. It's, it's going to take a couple <laughs> years to get there. Uh, there's so much with this job. It's, it's political. It's community-based. It's data-based. It's all these things that you can add uh, to that. So uh, what I found is uh, my job is to remove the hurdles of the classroom teacher. I mean, when it comes down and boils down to it, we, we have to do everything we can for that kid in the class. And the, the boots on the ground, so to speak, is that teacher. Now, I say teacher, I mean the actual classroom teacher. The rest of us are support. And those that know me well know when I say superintendent, I'm a support role. And they're like, no, you're the head of the, no, no, no. We're all in support role. We, we, we have one job, and that's to help the teacher grow a child, period. Um, so what does my job entail and what I, it's, it is a lot of meetings. It's a lot of listening. Um, I have a fantastic team that, that's around me and uh, I delegate a lot. I'm a collaborative leader. My, I'm a servant leader at heart. And so uh, I want to hire great people and then get out of the way. Um, <laughs> I use the line, I'm not the smartest guy in the room, even when I'm by myself sometimes. So just thinking about all that goes into leading the district, it's a team effort for sure, 100%. So what are some of, I, I like how you said a champion of public education. I've, I haven't really heard that used, I don't know, just talking about public education. So that's neat. What are some of your goals as superintendent? You've touched on removing those barriers and hurdles, but what are some of these other goals that you have for yourself? Yeah, the, fir- the first one, I think, uh, is the immediate goal. Uh, COVID left a gap in, in all learners, and that's just not a Rock Hill thing. That's national. That's you know worldwide. I mean, we have kids that like in, in middle school that haven't really had a true middle school experience till they mm-hmm. become an eighth grader. Well, one of the first things you do in middle school in sixth grade is you work on locker combinations because that's, you're going to forget that. And it's, it's a lot of stress and anxiety. And so a lot of these kids haven't even worked on that yet. So now they're eighth graders learning that skill set, which is a, a two year gap, so to speak. Um, so how do we cover that gap? How do you, how do you overcome uh, the time lost when you're not sitting face to face with a teacher in the classroom? Um, and we've gone virtual and some students have done very well and others have struggled with that. And so, uh, looking at what is best for each child, that's the key. You know, it's not one size fits all anymore. It's almost like you need like a a camp where you go through all the locker combinations and the little intricacies that you go throughout the day where this week it's just 
I don't know, middle school camp. That sounds mm-hmm. boring, right. but mm-hmm. it needs some little marketing touch to flare it up a little bit. But. <laughs> we can come up with something. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, it, well, another thing that, that's a dramatic change for us is, I mean, if you look at even elementary schools, a lot of times when we, when, when we grow up, we learn to fight fair on a playground. Mm. You know, the ball goes into another field and some kid kicks it down and you, why'd you kick it? And you get in that kind of argument, that shove push fight thing. And then you turn into best friends later on because of COVID, uh, we've not had to do those things. And it sounds like a good thing. You don't have those issues, but it's a bad thing because you haven't learned to, to work through those conflicts and to, um, come up with and sharpen your tools as how do I deal with something that doesn't go my way? Um, and so that's, you know, we talk about education, but really today, the social, the social side of, of education is so enlightening when you really look at the data. Um, for a kid to learn, he has to feel safe. He has to be able to take risks. She has to be able to uh, come to school and feel safe. So those things are paramount. And what our world is going through nowadays, it just turns it upside down. So um, you, you kind of asked the job of the superintendent prior. That's a hurdle that I'm looking at. Mm. What's the mental side, the mental health side of of our community uh, has to be at the forefront before we talk about algebra scores? So you gave two good examples of how COVID has really uh, affected the school district and schools were probably hit the hardest by COVID. Honestly, what other areas are you guys playing catch up with? Yeah, um, our reading scores and math scores, especially grades two through four, um, you saw a big dip in in. Man, I was a high school teacher, and I thought teaching Shakespeare was difficult. And then I've, I've observed the mastery of a third-grade teacher teaching reading. And it's amazing uh, how they connect things with each kid and uh, just artists, and that's how I term it. They, they are truly artists, but there's a gap there. And if you think about it, there's a group of kids that have pushed through second and third grade without having the full experience. And I don't know if you can ever truly catch up 100% with that. Um, so that's, that's kind of what we're working through is how to, I don't want to say remediate, but in a sense remediate that group of kids. It's not just one or two or five. It's the whole class. It's the whole cohort. Um, so, yeah, we've seen some gaps there. Um, I think in high school, too, I, you know, we're preparing kids for jobs that don't exist yet. And so how to have a broad sense of how to educate a student um, just to open their eyes to the possibilities and kind of putting down some breadcrumbs for them to follow as best we can without painting a picture of you have to choose when you're in seventh grade what you're going to do for the rest of your life. Um, to have that broad spectrum of, man, there's so many things that you can do. Um, I like to highlight our ATC program is probably one of the best in the state. And it's something we really hang our hat on. But the neat thing about it is every kid there is different. You see a kid that has a 4.0, he's number three in the class, and then you have a kid who's another 100, 150 in the class, and they're sitting next to each other in an engineering or in a drone flying class. And I think that's really cool. Uh, you mentioned that, or well, you've worked in different schools, different districts. So what do you feel kind of separates the Rock Hill School District from anywhere else? Well, first of all, my, my heart goes out to all educators. I don't care if they're here or if they're in Indiana or if they're, heaven forbid, Ohio, if I can. <laughs> ah, funny. Um, but so f- it's a calling. Education is a calling. And whether you serve at the district office or you're serving in the school or you're 
in transportation in the cafeteria or custodial, you have a heart for kids. You have to because that's, that's your life. You're around them more than you are your family. But what I feel in Rock Hill is a true sense of we can roll up our sleeves and get this done. You have that feeling. There's no fire too big that we can't put out. There's no mountain too big we can't climb. And, I, I, and I, that's, it resonates. It, it's a feeling you have, no matter what campus you're on, um, that we're going to accomplish this. Uh, so I think that that's unique. It's just a team atmosphere that we can get through anything together. And what uh, those are some of the strengths. What separates you guys or makes you unique from other area districts? Well, I, I like our diversity. Um, in, in some places where I served, um, it was not as diverse. And, and as we talked earlier, you know, that crazy kid from Wisconsin, he needs to fit in somewhere. And in Rock Hill, he does. I, because the kid next to him is from, you know, another country. And the kid next to him is from Chester. And then that kid next kid is born and raised in Rock Hill and that that's a neat uh, mixing bowl or pot or however you want to term that uh, and, and I think that separates us a little bit as well so there's always room to grow though and get better I mean you you said yourself you're a good intendant right now you hmm. want to be super so what are some of the areas that the school district can improve on right now well, I touched on a little bit the, our reading and math scores in, in earlier elementary that that mid that mid section um, and we have a plan for that. We're, we're bolstering kind of what we do there. I think mental health, again, um, we put a lot of support mechanisms in the last two years, year and a half, two years, to cover mental health, uh, to make sure that we have um, therapists, we have uh, modification plans for every child that needs it, uh, just, just so that they... Um, they have those skills to be able to deal with conflict internally. And I know we talk about conflict external a lot, but just what they're dealing with internally. Um, I mean, so many of our kids have felt COVID at a real level, you know, grandparent passed away or a parent passed away or things like that. That really affects somebody. And so uh, the mental health aspect, I think, is something that we can grow in as well. Um, one thing I, I do want to brag on a little bit is our school board passed our, our latest budget um, just a week and a half ago. And I really stretched our finance team and our HR team to put together a package that brings our salaries up to a competitive level, uh, whether it's your county or even in the surrounding areas. Um, and, and it takes a commitment to do that because it's nine mils um, addition to, to a budget. And for a board to step up and say, we support that, I, I commend them. Uh, it's not always easy being in that board seat, especially when it comes to taxes, but they sent the message that it's important what we pay people and how we treat people. And I think uh, that's something we have overcome, uh, especially bus drivers. Uh, we, we're one of the highest paying in, in the whole area, talking about a 50, 60 mile radius. So hopefully we attract good, solid people that love kids. Uh, an, a national issue that you guys and every other district is dealing with is teachers. And mm -hmm. when students were hit hard by COVID, there's no surprise that teachers were as well. So uh, teachers are, are leaving. And how do, you, how do you guys work to combat the teacher shortage? Yeah, tough one. That's, that's a national trend that we see. I think South Carolina lost 5,000 teachers last year. Um, that, that's, that's just amazing to me. Um, how do you combat that? I think you have to be real. I think you have to show your heart. I think you have to support and stretch teachers. Uh, I was asked a question by some teaching organizations. How do you retain good teachers? 
And my answer is counterintuitive. Uh, I said, you need to stretch them. And they're like, well, they're being stretched every which way. The, you know, how do you remove some of that? And I said, well, a good teacher wants to be challenged. A good teacher, you know, you look at Michael Jordan, you look at a Tiger Woods, they always try to get better. I mean, they had different swing coaches, different shooting coaches, those types of things. I think teachers are the same. To, to retain a good, solid teacher, you got to get in the classroom with them. You got to watch what they do. You have to edify that. You have to um, be a couple laps ahead of them when it comes to instruction. And to be able to say, Miss Smith, what you did was amazing. Have you ever considered putting this with that? You know, this is another technique. I've seen you use it before, but man, coupled with what I saw today, you'd be knocking it out of the park every time. Um, I think that helps with retaining. How to attract. I think you would, culture retains, money attracts. And so we've done the money side. I think we brought us up to where, where we're going to be competitive. Now it's the culture side. Now it's what can we do to show that when you come to Rock Hill, you're part of a community that cares about you. Um, so you'll be seeing some things highlighted in the next couple months um, that kind of put our, put our educators at a little higher level when it comes to just reputation. Um, I think it's obvious that you know, the city and the school district work together. But what does, you know, for our listeners, what exactly does that look like? Yeah, some things you don't see are all the, the backroom conversations on how we can um, just synergize our strengths. And, and so, you know, whether it be with the mayor, whether it be with the county manager, I think we have a lot of, of detailed, good, in-depth conversation about how we can help. We serve the same people. I joke that that um, my sandbox is in the mayor's playground, <laughs> right? <laughs> this is, so we have to get along. We, we have to put differences aside. And um, I think we've done that pretty well. So just some of the things that, that really just come top of my head is the works project. That, that's a, um, it's, we've been doing it a couple of years and it's where we give high schoolers an opportunity to shadow and to, as, as an apprentice, work with people that are working for the city. Um, and some of these kids are sliding right out of high school into really good paying jobs that they love doing. Uh, so it's kind of a pay it forward type of thing that, that the city has done with the district. So I think that's, that's encouraging. We do expos on job fairs. Uh, we want to attract good families here. And so that's another thing that we partner with a lot. Um, there's a lot of things with athletics and, and different things with the arts that we combine um, resources, and I think that's important too. What other community groups do you lean on or work together with to forge your goals? Yeah, good question because it does take all of us, and I talk community all the time. Uh, I don't think we can be successful without that. Um, the first that I would talk about is our, our foundation, um, the Rock Hill Schools Foundation, it, just an amazing group of individuals that give their time, and I mean a lot of time, whether it's back to pack programs that they're in there in a warehouse sweating making sure that our kids don't go hungry over the weekend, uh, raising money, fundraisers that, that provide grant opportunities for our teachers and for our students, um, thousands and thousands of dollars that they raise so that they can give a teacher another head start of an opportunity to touch the heart of a kid. I talk about the magic in the classroom. Without that support, that doesn't happen. Um, so the foundation is probably the first one that I'll talk about. We do a lot with, with other community members too. And I, I think with the mental health, the number one question, which is a Rock Hill driven community thing about what's best for kids, uh, what's best for our community. I think that's important to highlight too, that whole coalition. So summer vacation, believe it or not, feels like it's almost over. Mm. Um, and I'm, I'm sure the kids are like, 
oh, school year's coming up. Like it, it'll be here before we know it. So what's it look like for you? Are things starting to amp up? Like, is it just always crazy? Or, I mean, we're what, about a month away or so? Yeah. So at the district level, it's funny. Uh, at the school, they, they, they think close the lights, turn the lights off, you know, summer. And then right in yeah. August, you turn the lights back on. And, and then it's the opposite. As far as administrative side, this is our ramp up time. This is our hair on fire going like crazy. Um, because you have one opportunity to set the right direction to start the school year, and then that's gone, then you got to replan for next year. So we're really ramping up at this point. Um, a lot of things that we're, we're focusing on, um, it, just safety, right? Security is, is always paramount, especially with the horrible things that have happened, especially in Texas recently. Those things are always in the forefront of our minds. So our security team has been doing checks of all our schools and kind of bolstering what we have already in place. Um, the other side of this is recruitment. Uh, we're still, you know, we still have shortages. We still have vacancies, as does every district around us. And so um, this is a shameless plug. Touch Hearts Teach is a place to go to, touchheartsteach.com. That's our kind of retention recruitment uh, site to go to. Uh, we'd love to have some good, good people come join our team. What do you see the school district's goal being when it comes to safety? I, I think you, you prove it over time. Uh, unfortunately, it's impossible to keep a building safe. I don't care what building it is. I mean, even the White House gets attacked, right? And they have the most security out of anything. So I, I think it's a realistic vision of um, things you can do to be safe. And it's not a thing. It's not, you know, a metal detector. It's not a, this is, uh, to me, the human side of security is way more important. Notice when a kid is feeling bad at school. Notice when uh, a parent seems agitated in the front office or when they come to ring the buzzer at the door. Um, are there other ways to, to handle security? Uh, we have SROs that, that are armed, and I think that's important too as a deterrent. But they're resource officers. These are, these are men and women that have relationships with students and with staff so that people feel safer. Um, so I think we've done a good job with that leading up to the next year. Uh, what things can you tell us about what's on the horizon for the Rock Hill School District? Hmm. <laughs> yeah, so we're getting back to basics. I think that's a, that's a, a phrase that you hear. Um, there's a lot of RE words that you're going to be hearing, whether it's um, recalibrating, refreshing, um, that the, the feeling of let's get back to normal. Uh, and that's kind of what we're hoping for in the midst of the pandemic, hopefully knock on wood behind us, um, that, that will help. But what, what excites me, Matthew, is what's going to be happening in the classrooms. We're really focusing on um, the art of teaching and what does that mean and how to help administrators, help teachers, help kids. And it goes back to that end user thing. Um, so we're doing a lot of professional development on um, how do you how do, you, how do you find that technique that the teacher's using and sharpen it even more, um, right? So your high scores are scoring 23 points a game. I want you to score 30 points. Can you stretch seven more out somehow? To, to work with teachers to say, man, what you're doing is amazing. Let us help you even get to the next level. Um, and I think what happens then is that attracts, talent attracts talent. I remember when LeBron James says, I'm taking my talents to Miami. Right, and you're like, well, why Miami? Well, look who else was in Miami. It wasn't because of the weather. It wasn't because of South Beach. It was because look at the teammates I'm playing with. I think that's you're going to start feeling that in Rock Hill. That uh, I remember when I got interviewed, I 
some of my peers said, how did you even get an interview in Rock Hill? I mean, I've been trying for two years to get an interview. Um, I want that feeling again. I want that this is a special place that uh, when you come here, you work hard. Absolutely. You earn it. But man, is it rewarding. Is there anything else that we're missing or that you'd like to add? <laughs> um, just a shout out to the community. I, I'm, I'm asking a little bit too. Um, our, our educators need to feel loved this year. There's been a lot of turmoil. There's been a lot of, I mean, just in culture today, if you don't agree with me, then I hate you. I, you're wrong. And that feeling, um, I, I, I'm asking, let's, let's give it one year. Let's give it one year to recalibrate. That's another R, right? Recalibrate. Let's recalibrate what we feel about public education. Um, Let's love on a teacher. Let's love on an educator this year and see the difference in the payback that the community receives from that. Um, we're going to be doing a back-to-school bash. Um, I, I have a vision. I would love to see hundreds of community members line up in a tunnel, as a tunnel, and let our teachers run through that tunnel as a show of appreciation of kind of ramping up pep rally, so to speak, of the year to come. Just the thought of that kind of gives me goosebumps that a community would support educators again. Well, Tommy, that was great. That's all the questions we have. Wow. And uh, we really appreciate you joining us today on CityCast. I appreciate the opportunity. Thank you. Thanks for listening to the Rock Hill CityCast. Episodes are available each week to stream on SoundCloud, Google, and Apple Podcasts. To keep up with City of Rock Hill information, follow us on social media.